Hello, and welcome back to Intimate Business with me, the Yogi Coder. This week's episode is going to be about what you have voted all this last couple weeks, actually, which is building your dream life. And we are talking about from like your job and way of working, what do you do for a living, how to feel free financially to take those decisions, to, like all the way to how you live your everyday life. So the most important part of this podcast and the thing that I want you to take away from the podcast the most is that this is achievable and affordable for everyone listening. If you are right now lucky enough to not have to be worried about your life or in the middle of a civil war in your country or starving or anything like that, if you are right now being able to connect to this podcast and to listen, means that you are much better than all these people that I've just described. So it is affordable for you, no matter where you live in the world, no matter what you do for a living. I want you to understand and be aware that uh, you have the ability and accessibility to build your dream life. So let's dive in. <laughs> First of all, we have been discussing um, up and on, like all the time, what does your dream life is? Most people that I ask um, in the past, they used to answer things like uh, related to money or things that were the expectations of their families. So the first, first step into building your dream life, <laughs> I would like you to stop and literally stop. When I say stop, is stop and think and take a piece of paper and a pen and design and write down exactly all the things that make you happy, all the things you've dreamed of, all the things that actually make you happy and fulfilled and and in peace. We, we, we tend to do a lot of um, dreaming on whatever other people might conceive or perceive as success and as amazing or what other people seems to admire, like maybe um, wealthiness or some specific, I don't know, car, houses, clothing, um, I, I cannot even think of <laughs> so much, but all the things you see mostly on Instagram, the lifestyle, the traveling, the fancy, the champagne, and this life that it has been sold to us for years and years, way before the digital era came along and way before Instagram existed, this idea of success and a dream life is most times around having a lot of money and having a lot of like a huge lifestyle in terms of consumption, in terms of, of being able to purchase whatever you want and whatever you dream of and all these images with guys. Uh, with their cars and their Lamborghinis and I don't even know which other brand <laughs> car brands I can mention here but you get me right you get this idea that has been sold to us to us and to our parents and to our grandparents that's what I like to like recognize it's not only about Instagram it's not only about the digital era it's not only about oh millennial generation not at all this has been something that has been sold to us as the dream life or as success for years and years and I think actually this generation is the one that is like kind of breaking this idea kind of 
thanks God we are not in the middle or most most people are not in the middle of a big um, fourth <laughs> third world war and because I, I say fourth because I, I like to joke um, about it with a good friend of mine about when and how third world war happened or happening <laughs> and it's actually um, true it's not a, like just a joke but whatever I'm not gonna deep dive in that the point is that we have the ability of of having access to so much more information to, 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 to educate ourselves to to read books online to read blogs to talk to much more people to to connect with more people around the world and I think that has opened up our minds and our perspective in so many different ways and this generation, I, from my perspective, at least, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like we have had the opportunity to be much more conscious and much more aware and analytic in, in a way that is a little bit introspective, like really having the time and space to sit down and think and analyze and, and, and be aware of what makes you happy and, and get this awareness of like whatever has been portray portrayed as success and the dream life for years and years maybe it's not what you actually want or dream of so right now I'm talking very broadly on what dream life means right but maybe it is true and I have to tell you this if it is true for you and it actually satisfies you and it actually is exactly what you want and you're looking for it's like this big lifestyle of being a millionaire and all those things if that's what you're looking for you can totally achieve that but what I would like to encourage everyone before actually understanding the steps to take and the financial advices and the psychological advices that I can give you around how to build a life that you are very happy and you wake up every day excited about living <laughs> and living that life before getting into those tips and, and advices, I want you to take a moment to understand what is it that is actually the dream life for you. Not for your parents, not for your friends, not for your co-workers, not for your classmates or ex-classmates from college or school, but for you. Who are you? What makes you happy? What actually satisfies you and what makes you feel in peace complete sometimes we say happiness and we expect people to be like crazy reaching happiness and i may be even saying it because that was my perspective in the past now i realize that being happy is this weird state of peace like literally just being peaceful and and that's that's uh, from my perspective that's the highest point of happiness and the most sustainable so what makes you peaceful? What makes you satisfied? What makes you happy to wake up to every single day? And then start start writing it. I, I encourage everyone to write because that clarifies so much. You write it down and you actually read it again and you realize if it, if it actually makes sense to what you feel. You're going to notice it right away when you write down. Uh, in my case, for example, if I would write down something like, oh, I want, I don't know. I'm thinking of the least thing that I would like. If I write down, I want fancy cars and jewelry. And I want this and that. When the moment that I write it down, maybe I'm not aware that that's not that what makes me happy. But then the moment that I actually read it again, I'm going to be like, hmm, yeah, this actually doesn't, <laughs> doesn't satisfy me or doesn't make me happy at all. So 
that's why I, I want to encourage you right now to maybe stop the podcast. Take a moment if you can. If not, you'll do it after you've listened to the podcast. When you get home, if you're listening in your car, don't stop. <laughs> um, but um, we are, we're, we're going to have to take a moment to actually sit down, take a piece of paper, a pen or a notebook and write down what your dream life looks like. So um, you have been able to write it down and design your exact dream life. I'm going to share a little bit about my experience and I've been doing this exercise with many different people, friends uh, and people that I know that have asked for help and it is very shocking sometimes sometimes it's very obvious but sometimes it's very shocking and i've done this exercise for different kinds of people first of all i don't want to sell a good like everybody should do what i love or everybody should go and i don't know launch their own company and that's what freedom is and that's what happiness means and you see all these big campaigns around social media <laughs> trying to sell one specific thing like as if as if that specific thing applies to everyone and that's not the case i have multiple friends which i've done this exercise with and their their fulfilled life and their dream life and success looks like not having your own company looks like being an employee of a great company it looks like being able to be proud of the company they work for and and it looks like having a nine-to-five job they actually really enjoy that and i thank god for that because we all need like the world needs balance if every single person in the world wanted to be an entrepreneur how would companies be able to hire people that needs to work from nine to five right so it's it's just like don't follow in or, or don't fall into this crazy thought of everybody should launch their own company and and enjoy it of course not it's tough as hell and if you ask me the majority of people are not willing to go through the fear and suffering and pain that comes along launching your own business company or whatever you want to do independently is it is harder than it looks like every single time but it is satisfying for some people so don't fall along that way like whatever people are selling you so first of all understand that you don't have to follow my path i'm going to share a little bit of what happened to me but this doesn't mean that this is exactly what you have to follow i'm a weird character as my husband likes to say it in a nice very nice way (laughs) but um I love change. I'm addicted to change. I've changed houses and schools and cities in my life so often that I, I, it's just, just like it triggers every time we have to move. Right now we're about to move and I like something triggers in me that makes me so excited about selling everything and moving with two suitcases. And um, it is it is so weird, but literally I get a very weird like animal instinct <laughs> excitement about just leaving everything behind move and change house and change place and i'm sure i'm gonna get this need in a couple of years as well whatever we move to so this is like i'm a weird character in the same way i've been moving or changing jobs very often in my life but that that's just what i enjoy and and, and how i am so because of all that i've been exploring many different things that made me happy and don't get me wrong I would say 99% of the time working in all the companies that I worked for, I've been very happy and enjoying and, and I maybe it was my time to learn, although I'm still learning. <laughs> I think you never stop learning and even more when you're doing your own stuff. But 
um, I, I, I managed or I got lucky and I got lucky and I worked hard for it with like the fact that I worked with companies and more than the companies, the teams and people that actually inspired me, that actually taught me so much and made me so happy. And I grew so much with them in those teams, with those people, in those companies. But the last, I, I remember the last company they, they, when I joined, I was very excited. Everything was great, but there are like some little things started to, to not to make me happy. And then I started questioning because it was a very prestigious company, a very prestigious title, job title, a very prestigious um, paycheck. And I was very proud of all those things, let me tell you. Like, I would be very happily sharing with everyone um, all those details on, like, my job, my title, the, the page, everything. Um, and at the same time, it was not making me that happy. There were some details that were not making me that happy, and I started feeling trapped. And then I realized, hmm, I'm not trapped. Just sit down design the life you want to what do you want to do every single day you're not trapped and and go for it jump take the risk right and that's what i did i took the risk and i sat down and realized that i didn't want so it was for me it was a great experience to have had those high level jobs and enjoy the prestige that comes with it but then that's not actually what i was proud of or that was not actually what's making me happy um, and and I started designing what I wanted to do with my life, and that, that design still changes and is still being designed up to today. But uh, the ability or the 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 secret of this is the moment I was able to sit down, design my my dream life, and realize that I could do it was was the was the highest peak of the whole thing. <laughs> There's been a lot of high peaks, but the moment that you can sit down realize that that's not your your happy life and I, let me tell you it's not so easy we live alive and every day we go to work we come back we complain and not because you complain means that you are not happy doing your in your job or doing what you do don't it's not like that we love complaining not everything's perfect not in your own dream life it's there's also going to be situations you're gonna want to complain about but um the point to, was that I started realizing, and I was starting journaling actually, and it was when I lost my first pregnancy, and I started questioning a lot of what made me happy, because life happens, right? We can plan whatever we want, but we have to move forward, and because life, life takes its own decisions, and and I think that made me a little bit more sensitive to my feelings and my awareness and and what actually would make me happy in an everyday basis so the moment that I was actually able to journal and write and then I went back and read um, day after day of, of, of my writing on how I was not happy with some details but they were not actually details they were the core of the company the core of the um, management team or, or my boss uh, that I didn't enjoy and that I was actually suffering like not only that I didn't enjoy it I was actually starting to suffer it that moment when I realized that I went back to, like, I went to the office the next day and I talked to HR. And it was so simple for me to just tell them, I'll, I'll finalize my decision by this weekend, but I am considering quitting. And most likely I'm going to quit. I just want to let you know in advance. And I am going to think it <laughs> through a little bit further, but that's most likely what my decision is going to be. And it felt so liberating, 
liberating and I'm gonna share exactly why. The reason why it felt so liberating was because when I sat down and I said, okay, this is not making me happy, this title, this company, this thing, you know, I, I've been trying or to launch my own consulting company, my own business, my own ideas for this and this and this reason for so like it was it, it had been around like a year and a half already that I was trying to do that before actually uh, quitting Facebook. But then this opportunity came along and I just jumped on it. And I don't regret it, it was a great experience anyways. But the fact that I got the opportunity to sit down, analyze and realize I've been trying to do this, I have the opportunity, I'm just going to do it. And when I say I have the opportunity, I'm gonna explain further on that. And that's gonna be the first key on how to build your dream life. It's not as you see on Instagram, people just take the decision and jump and do it. If you are a financially responsible person who pays your own bills, even more if you have to pay the bills for your family, maybe even for your parents, for your children if you have children, for your partner if you are supporting your partner or not, that becomes, or for yourself, forget about anyone else. Just the fact that you're a young person trying to to support yourself completely independently and you have to pay rent and pay food and pay transportation and pay everything in life. If you if you're in that situation, which is, I would say, ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the whole world, which is the healthiest thing, you have to be responsible. And I don't understand why this is not taught in elementary school. I'm very grateful that my parents taught me this since I was very young, and that we as a family went through a couple like financial crisis through our like lives to be able to learn what hard work meant and what living a low-key life meant and what um, saving and investing meant and how important that was so at the moment I, I started working when I was 16 years old I loved I loved the idea of making money so I would work with my parents in different things uh, since I was like nine I think or earlier but and I would sell stuff at school <laughs> illegally because it was a private school and they wouldn't allow you to do those things. So it was like literally I was running an illegal business when I was like six years old, nine years old and stuff. But <laughs> officially working with the permission of my five parents, I worked. I started working at sixteen years old, and um, I, the first thing I did, which I, I had the opportunity to live with my parents, and they didn't need me to put money in. To the household i i started saving and all my money i would save from the from when i was 16 to when i was 20 i would say all this money went into traveling that was my number one priority back then but i learned to save literally all my money i would pay for my gas or whatever but like i wouldn't be the the um, teenage girl buying clothes in Sarah every single weekend because I have an income or whatever I would save all that freaking money <laughs> and 90% of that money would go into traveling every summer and 10% would go into a fund that was like just my my savings in, in a long-term fund and that's where I learned about investment um, and, and and this was like key for me because one one when I was twenty, then I moved uh, by myself, and I had to pay bills and pay university, and I studied um, a master's degree which I had to pay for. And life came along, but like this way of living or this prioritization for me, it was what saved me. So since I can remember, I've been not 
consuming too much. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Since I can remember, I was not the kind of person, because how I was raised, maybe, I was not the kind of person who would get a paycheck and had to pay credit cards on it all, or who would get a raise in their job and would think how would they, would she was going to spend it. I would think, oh, and now I'm able to, to save more so I can have a little bit of more risky investment here, because like that was my, my, my mindset, and I was very ambitious, so I would keep growing my income while I would keep growing my savings, but my lifestyle would stake like to the same level. And I had a good friend. I have one of my best friends. She's Venezuelan and she makes fun of me. She tells me, you live a, like a post-war attitude, like you just came out of war and you had nothing. So you literally just spend in food. <laughs> That's it. So because of this, and, and it actually truly made me happy, like I literally would be like, okay, I have a good income, I'm saving enough, whatever. Um, what would make me more happy to buy this, I don't know, backpack, because I wouldn't buy purses now, I'm buying purses, but whatever. Or to buy this clothes, piece of clothing, or to save it. And literally, what made me more happy was to the ability to save more money and invest in it. I don't know, maybe it's just like a weird, I'm not saying this is an example because I, I've, I've learned through the years that this was like a bit extremist, but that made me a very happy person with so with little. And even though I would increase as I was developing my career, I would increase my income level, I, I would not really have the need to increase my lifestyle. So of course I would increase my lifestyle. I got a car at some point, I sold it and then I got another car. But um, I would travel, that I would invest as much as possible. I would go to restaurants, but I was not spending too much in any of these things. And I was not spending too much in any other stuff, <laughs> to be honest. But it was truly because that was true to me. That was what ma made me happy for real. I have a good friend, what made her happy was not traveling. She was not interested in traveling. She was only interested in like, um, I don't know, buying a Tiffany's jewelry. And that actually made her happy. Well, that's her truth. And that's what she has to focus on. And I could like, this is for me not to tell you, you have to be a minimalist and you have to um, not to want things. But I want to tell you, it's like, just learn to prioritize and realize what actually makes you happy, not from the expectations of other people, but from yourself. What I, if the Tiffany's necklace truly makes you happy and truly makes you uh, enjoy wearing it uh, then that's your truth and that's what you're going to invest in and that's your priority and that's fine i have a good friend that i truly believe that's that, that that's what makes her happy and it's fine um, as long as you are investing in what actually makes you happy and makes you feel fulfilled and in peace and successful so thanks to all these things when i was um, in this job that I didn't like or whatever, uh, it happened to me twice actually, like, I don't know, four or five years ago I also had an opportunity and I was wearing a lounge and app and I moved and I lounge an app and I had some savings, so I was like, I just jumped into the risk, it was, it was just me by myself, and um, this time, I was sitting down, designing my life realizing what I wanted to do, and realizing that I was not going to be able to make money at least for the first six months of my plan, so I had to like pay myself an income from my savings, which that hurts a lot. Any entrepreneur out here is going to understand that part. But I would have to like segment some part of my savings to be able to pay myself a monthly salary from my savings, so I would survive not survive, I would like enjoy living in the first six months while my business actually started making money. 
um, and and that I was not. There was another. There was another realization. Everybody, when you say that you're an entrepreneur, everybody expects you, or at least in my network, everybody expects uh, to to have an idea or to have a dream of. I don't know, building another a unicorn and a billion dollar company and stuff. And when I was writing down, I realized, nah, to be honest, <laughs> all I want is a business that allows me to stay updated in, in the uh, fields that I really like, which is business growth and marketing strategies. Stay updated, get a good income that allows me to have a good life in my current lifestyle plus of course have enough money to save and invest because that's part of my lifestyle and that's what makes me happy um, and give me time I want to like I know that there's gonna be a lot of time that I'm gonna have to invest much more time than there is in a day but after that I'm gonna be able to have enough time to have ideas launch another business do uh, play the guitar and the yoga learn about something new I don't know but just like the The, the precious value of time then I realized yes like I really don't want to build a billion dollar company and if my company becomes that great but I, that's not my goal because I don't feel first I don't feel I need a billion dollars to be happy second time makes me more happy than um, than the idea of, of being the next unicorn <laughs> and that realization was key to me because I was breaking all the expectations from people or my, my own friends and family network that were expecting me to say, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to launch this amazing idea that is going to change the world. It's going to be worth several billion dollars. Um, and no, I just allowed myself to say, no, I just want small business. <laughs> small, but it's growing bigger than I expected. And uh, that supports me and my needs and uh, maybe even my family's because my husband is also independent and he, he makes his own money and... And I make my money and I'm very happy like that. We don't need from each other's income. And if we need it, we have enough to cover each other's as well. Um, and and build business, time, family, happiness, and have time. Because time is so valuable. The second thing I realized was that most people think of the days when they, are, they turn 65 years old and they're able to retire. I actually went through this with... Um, Both of my parents-in-law just retired and they're 60-something. And I still perceive them as very young. My parents are still working because they, they have their own business and they like working. But um, but I realize a lot of people are thinking of what they're going to do when they retire and they actually have time and space and like almost like permission to do whatever they want. And I started talking to my husband and saying, I don't want to live that life. Like, I want to... This is gonna sound crazy, but like I remember my proposal, and most likely it's not gonna be like that. But we can design it like that if we want to. I told him I want to retire every five to seven years, <laughs> and he just laughed. Of course, uh, he loves working, he loves businesses, he loves creating and growing businesses. So I don't think he's ever going to retire. <laughs> but um, the point is that I wanted to have the ability of saying I have the time today in my 30s of doing whatever I want <laughs> and if what I want is to build another business I can do that if what I want is to explore becoming a songwriter I'll do that <laughs> if what I want is to be a professional yoga teacher I'll do that you know like just having that that ability or real freedom uh, I wanted to leave it at 30 not at 65 right 
and he he agreed he agreed <laughs> he said yeah let's let's just live life responsibly and i love the fact that this is very important as well another key thing and this is gonna sound so maybe it's superficial i really know and if you're already married it's gonna be tough to hear this but if you're not pay attention to this it is very very important the person like who is the person you're partnering up with to build a life i don't care if you're married or not but who are you partnering up with to live together if that other person has another perspective another lifestyle another way of living another completely i don't know idea of what satisfies them it's gonna be challenging i'm not gonna tell you that it's gonna be impossible i'm just gonna say it would be very challenging to me to be married or to spend my time with someone who's like a little bit more consumption like a consumer or i don't know uh so thanks god i have a partner that is as frugal as i am and enjoys life the same way i do um and we are building a life together that way much in an easier way and still each of us has our own separate investments and our own separate wealth and our own administration of our own things and i think that makes us very happy and independent and proud so um, that's just my little two cents on, on relationship like you know i don't want to go deeper there but it's very important because you actually end up like i don't know becoming a little bit more and more like your partner sometimes in so many ways so it is important but what is important and what i want to take give you as a takeaway is i'm just sharing a lot about my life and how i grew up and stuff in this very specific way and i'm very lucky that my parents taught me all these things and that i went through crisis when i was younger and i learned from this and i was saving since i was 16. great now what now if you're a listener who's like in their 30s or 20s or whatever and um, they they didn't get these teachings from their parents and life and they have never saved a penny and they uh, and you're like thinking well what do i do now now am i fucked <laughs> am i like completely doomed like i cannot build my freedom or my dream life no you can totally build your free life sorry your dream life but you have to understand that you you're not I don't know, no, don't be against or fighting against the idea of money and wealth. That's important. Financial advice is important because that's the way we survive. That's the way we buy food. And I don't have to explain this. We all need money, right? So one of the bases or the most important things, one, the first one is to be able to define what makes you happy and what's your dream life. We've talked about that enough. So once you have designed that and, and you have worked on what does that mean for you, uh, you can start designing a path towards it. It's not going to be in one day. It's not going to be like this. Uh, if you haven't been financially responsible through the years because of whatever reason, I'm not blaming you. The context, life, family, teachings in life are different for every person. But if you haven't had that opportunity of being financially responsible your life, then you have to start now. And it's never too late. You can start when you're 50 60 70 whatever you are i don't i don't care where you are at life you can start now i have my my parents story is crazy i'm not gonna deep dive in it but they they screw up so many times they actually started to build a very responsible financial life when they were i would say in the late force yeah literally in their late forties, and now they're they're enjoying a very very comfortable happy life 
but uh, so it's never too late. What I want to tell you is never too late. If you're right now, you have designed your life, you already know what you want. Perfect. Now start designing a path towards that. And you have to be financially responsible because even if you're the only person you have to take care of, you have to be responsible on it or you're going to end up in the streets, right? So, or like as a burden to a society or a burden to a government. I mean, that's not success <laughs> in any description. So, the first step is, is to be able to understand how much you're earning from whatever job you have right now. If you have nothing but only debts, then think two things. Your current job, is that paying you enough that you can um, pay your debts? Your answer, your immediate answer, or people when I ask this question, they say no, because that's how they got into that. The f- second question, which is the most important actually, is your lifestyle. It's not about the job you have. It's not your company's fault that they're not paying you more. It's not there. There's no. It's no one else's fault that you have a, de- a lot of debt. It's your own fault, and it's the lifestyle you're living. So what what can you cut down from your lifestyle? And if you actually start looking into all your expenses, you start realizing that you can down can cut down in a lot of things. Don't think. Like, don't think, oh, this coffee from Starbucks is nothing. Five bucks is not going to make a difference. Or eating in a restaurant every day is not going to make a difference into my huge, like, thousands of dollars or hundred thousand dollars debt. It will make a difference in the long term. So you, first, I would like you to step back and design. Instead of thinking that you need a higher paid job, think you need a lower or less expensive lifestyle. Design that. Stick to that. And with the remaining money, you have to start paying your debt. There's so many um, in different countries. Uh, there are so many programs. So search, literally go online and search uh, how to pay my debt. Don't, don't, please don't think of opening another Kickstarter campaign and ask for money to people that just got old and it worked once and that's it. But be responsible and search for this. There's a lot of companies and there's a lot of programs for people who has a lot of debt and and they structure your debt in a way that you end up paying less if you pay faster. So go on and Google how to pay my debt in your own language, in English, whatever you want. And and start structuring that life. Lower your lifestyle into not lower your lifestyle. Like meditate. That's free and it's gonna make you very happy. <laughs> Work out. That's free and it's gonna make you very happy as well. Like there's a lot of things that are not going. It doesn't have to mean that you're gonna lower your lifestyle or your quality of life. It's just you're just going to lower your the cost of living. If you're living in an apartment you cannot afford, move to a smaller one. If you need to move into a place with roommates, move to a place with roommates. Get out of your comfort zone or what you think is your comfort zone because it's not comfortable at all to be. Um, spending so much money living a life you can actually not afford and having all this debt coming your way and it's just gonna get worse with time so sit down be a responsible adult I don't care if you're even a teenager listening to this be a responsible person look into your life and design a lower cost life this, there's so many stories I've heard so many stories and the stories we hear are actually people who there's this uh, I've told you that I'm obsessed with this minimalistic trend and there's these two guys who are telling their story and saying yeah i was living in new york earning 150 to 200k uh, dollars a year 
salaries and being very happy or like very successful blah blah and then I realized this is not what I wanted so I sold everything and I moved into a tiny house I'm in love with tiny houses <laughs> right now I'm in love with tiny houses but it's just um that's another topic <laughs> the point is that um that's their story right but it's very easy to hear the stories of a person who was extremely successful and had a lot of money and reputation because if they if they want to go back to that they most likely can right so those stories are easy to tell and they're very inspiring on the outside but on the inside they're not actually that achievable or approachable for people so if you are right now with debt go to the stories search for the stories of people who was in deep debt and they had to move from their house apartment whatever they had to move in maybe into another city there are cities that are like cheaper than others so maybe you live in new york you know freaking closet space working whatever you want and then just just wake up from that weird craziness and say okay have a little debt how am i gonna do i have to move away yes move away from new york move, move away to a cheaper city or service or whatever you want but take actions that are going to help you leave a lower cost to living and if that means moving into a place with roommates move into a place with roommates but be responsible and be very aware why you're doing this and, and set yourself some goals okay i'm going to cut down my cost of living to this and then it's just it's just going to build up as a habit when once you start making your own coffee at home in the french press you're going to realize how much more fresh cheaper and delicious that is than going to Starbucks and buying a sugar drink with no flavor of coffee. <laughs> but um, this is just my perspective. But it might be very hard and you miss it. Like, oh, it's going to make me feel not happy and stuff. Wait a minute. Like, wait, not a minute. Wait it out for a couple months. You're going to realize you're going to absorb it as a habit. And it's going to make you happier. And start practicing more uh, mindfulness <laughs> activities any or day which is meditate work out read it's cheaper than you think and and you're gonna feel like much better so first step lower your cost of living second step with the remaining money that you have from your current job get paid like all your debt once you have done that now you can understand if you're debt free this is zero like if, once you get to that zero point, and maybe there's people listening to this and it just got 10 minutes of conversation on how to pay your debts. But um, if you're starting from zero, maybe you don't even have a job right now, or you have a job you don't like, but that's enough to pay your bills. I would recommend two things. Keep your low-cost living or build it. Design exactly how your dream life looks like. And remember, this design is going to change throughout the years. And start looking start understanding and looking for what's going to bring you either a job or a company or or a service or business or maybe working part-time in this while you're building this other thing or maybe working two jobs and same. start looking like sitting down and sending your cvs your curriculums it's not going to change your life so what i'm what i mean start looking is don't go into linkedin and look for a job look for options once you have designed your dream life maybe your dream life is working in a great company well you're gonna work towards that if your dream life is working at facebook as a product marketing manager whatever uh then then you're blocking yourself from many other options the universe might have for you so think okay i want to work for a big tech company with a lot of great benefits 
that's awesome. That's what you're going to work for. And that's where you're going to realize that doesn't mean that you're just going to send your CV to all these companies in Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and Snapchat and all these companies. What you're going to do actually is going to search for what these companies are looking for the most likely what they're looking for. And if what they're looking for is like developers of iOS or uh, Android developers in front and whatever exactly you found, you've investigated what's the profile they need the most or something that you learn that and you develop that and you practice in a smaller startup and then you get your way through it to get to that company. So when I see when I say search for it doesn't mean send your CV to whatever company just get a job. Search for it, investigate, get like learn, practice, work for a smaller company that is going to teach you a lot, develop your skills and then you apply to those companies, connect with people that are more interested in the same things, etc, etc. It's not as easy as just sending your CV. But if you're in ground zero right now, which is I have no debt I have a job or I have a job that pays my current living, but my lifestyle or my dream life looks like this. Start searching and designing and anything you do financially, please, this is going to sound dramatic, but please make sure that you always put apart before paying rent, before paying food, before paying anything else, before the money touches anything else, any paycheck or income you get, if you're a freelancer, whatever you are, 20% of that income always goes to savings slash investments. That's the second stage of this conversation that I want you to like remember. No matter what you do, if you're in ground zero, you're not you not debt anymore. You have not debt anymore. Now 20. I know that people say 6% in my 401, 12% and this other guy who's a great person. I forgot his name. He's like sharing a lot about financial freedom. Um, says 12%, etc, etc. I'm going to tell you 20. And I know it seems exaggerated. If you're young listening to this, it's much easier. If you have children and you have to pay a lot of things, it's, it's, it's much harder. And I completely understand that. Like lowering your your cost of living and when you're just one person only for yourself and your partner, it's very easy, to be honest. But when you have to lower the cost of living of your loving family and children, that's tougher because you cannot explain this to a child and you don't want them to go through. You cannot move into a place with roommates with three children, right? So that's much tougher and that requires much more work and help. So if you're not in that situation, this is a way to do it and just lower your cost of living. If you're in that situation, start building and start helping. And start asking for help. Ask for your partner to help. Ask for your family. Start getting ideas and start start paying first your debt. But going back to that, 20%, okay? 20% of your income has to go to savings slash investments. Okay, I'm going to move forward because it's, it's been a very, very long podcast. The third and very important part is don't put your money in the bank, whatever you do. I'm not a financial advisor. I've learned enough and I've tested enough and I lost enough money and I've earned enough money to, to, to find my way through it. But I'm not a financial advisor, so I cannot advise you exactly what to do. But the only thing I can tell you is don't put your money in a bank. Even in the bank, in the, like even, even in the bank you have your money at right now, they have investment accounts. So make sure that all your money is always in an investment account, even if it's like a super safe account that has no risk but it's only going to give you one or two percent a year 
put it there, okay? And then you're gonna have to do an extra part, which is learn. Learn the freak out of investments. Learn about something that you're interested in. If you're interested in cryptocurrency, learn from it. And you're gonna be able to trade and make money there. If you're interested in stocks and you wanna buy Apple stocks or Facebook stocks or whatever, learn from it and invest in those things in the right moment. Um, learn that, that, that from that 20% that you get, you, you're going to risk or have in high risk 15% of it or 20% of it and the other 80% you're going to have in very safe investment accounts, but always in investment accounts. This is very important because what I'm going to tell you is it's not a secret. Everybody talks about it. They're saving an uh, Instagram account with it to see compounding. The compounding effect, even if these companies are giving you, even if this investment is going to give you 5%, one of the best returns, 5 to 10 or 12% our return a year. If you look over 10, 20 years, remember that, I'm just going to explain it very easily. <laughs> if you have 100, this year is going to give you 110. The next year it's going to give you 10% extra of that 110, not only of the first 100 that you got in. So because of that, wealth increases. And because of that, wealth produces wealth. So the first step, and this is very basic, there's a lot of people investing in high, high-end funds, in stock options, buying and selling every single day and making a lot of money. There's a lot of people investing in businesses and, and, and um and venture capital and other different companies and launching their own business and that's a great investment as well if you have a business idea and it's all able to be profitable early on and you can invest invest in your own company to pr produce is going to be the best return you can ever have if you actually work hard for it but um all the savings you have just don't leave it in the bank invest in whatever you want and this is not in financial advice in any way professional this is just a basic thing and the rest as every single thing you ask me guys i'm gonna tell you google it freaking google it if people and generations could figure things out when there was not even internet you not only have internet you have the best search engine in the world and many more so google it please and you'll find a smart way to save and invest your money if you start doing that today, in less time than you think, you're going to be able to either quit that job or take that other opportunity of move to the place you want or have the life you want, whatever you have realized, that's your dream life. And again, don't buy into whatever you see on Instagram or whatever you see, even in my, my own Instagram, the other quarter, on, oh, the dream life is to, I, I, I share that a lot because that makes me very happy. That I have flexible hours, that I decide when and how to work, that I sometimes have work hours of 18 hours a day, and sometimes I have days that I work one hour or not work at all, and I get to decide all those things. Don't fall into the trap of following exactly what other people are selling in terms of the dream life. Design, understand what your dream life is, and design it for yourself, and then you're going to be able to build it. So the three thing, key things are design it, stop, understand yourself and design it. The second thing was lower your cost of living. Get out of debt and lower your cost of living. This applies for everyone. No matter if you're a millionaire or you're like a very, very poor person or you consider yourself to be a very poor person, lower your cost of living. 
from what you have as an income to what your it's your expenses. Lower your cost of living is the second one, and the third one, invest. Don't only save, but invest your money. And I hope with these three key points, you have enough to get inspired and start doing it today. There's so many resources online. I have a quick five-step guide into into building your dream life or your freedom to choose your free, your your dream life in my website aicoder.com you can see like oh build your freedom click there and you'll get it for free but i hope you guys enjoyed this it actually made me very tired <laughs> i cannot believe it's almost 50 minutes of me talking this is all the words or these are all the words that i can say for today i'm gonna stay quiet for the rest of the day Thank you so much for listening, guys. And if you got all the way to this point, please subscribe and share. And thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back to Intimate Business with me, Alex, the Yogi Coder. And this time, this week's episode is going to respond to all your requests on how to start investing. I shared on my Instagram stories um, around last week, I think. I shared that um, it was like Amazon, Facebook, uh, Google, and some other stocks were uh, in a low price right now because they were like under some pressure with security and safety and, and, and uh, privacy issues. And every time I see those companies going down, since I've been working in one of those companies and I know how they work inside and I know how they always reach their sales and growth goals, I always take the opportunity and invest. Of course, there's big risk because, um, I don't know, like companies and uh, the whole financial situation, especially in the US, since Trump is doing this like weird deals against China and Mexico and like, I don't know it's always a bit risky but at the same time these are companies that have been thriving for so long and they keep doing things right in my perspective at least so i just keep betting on that and that's how, that's what it is it's a bet right and um i shared that i bought and i shared that i sold uh amd it was like i, I think i had bought a it's a AMD, I don't remember, it's micro devices, something, I don't remember the name of the company, but I bought long ago, like a year, a year ago, and I bought in a very high price, and I still, and I saw it going down throughout the months, and, and it was just like, I was already thinking, oh, that's going to be a loss, I'll just find um, the next peak, and so I don't lose that much, and I'm going to sell everything, and suddenly, it actually went uh, to another highest peak and instead of losing I was losing about 15% of that uh, stock or a little bit less maybe um, I ended up earning not much but 12% return of of my investment there uh, and I was very happy about it because like two days later or like the next day it actually went a little bit down not very low but just like I actually was able to sell on a peak and that's what I do I'm not an expert and I have to disclose that here uh, for everybody looking for like expert advice and financial on how to start this is not the place <laughs> go and google for experts and to be honest it's very hard to find like clear straightforward advice from experts because either they charge a lot of money like there's monthly full mo mo monthly full I think it's called uh, there's some blogs, but they charge subscription for you to be able to get information every day or to be able to read further into their 
analysis and it is completely fair they are uh, very good companies with like great analysts that are, are worth a lot of money <laughs> working full-time for them doing analysis and, and, and like sharing their perspective and even those super experienced financially experts uh, companies they are very careful not to say um, I encourage you to buy or do this and that because there are so many legal issues around advising people and encouraging investors to do Y or X or Y or whatever um, that it can be a big risk if, if, if an investor loses money or if a company says that one of the financial advisors is actually um, I don't know messing up with the market by advising all their clients that they need to sell their stock of this company or that company. Like so they're very, very careful in how they advise you. So it's gonna be very hard to, for you to find like a very professional, experienced financial advisor. So my first advice here <laughs> is learn from it. Like investigate, read about financial markets, read about um historically behaviors in the financial markets in, in each country, uh, or the global international market in each company, learn uh, what is a multiplier, learn when do these companies share or publish their numbers and their revenue and their growth and all these numbers and that's like a big factor. So you start learning and read and get involved. If you're too scared of losing money, just start reading and getting involved and follow these accounts that share those things and, and just like ask friends of you who have invested here and there and like just get more interested in that um, and that's gonna be much better than just like asking for an expert to, to advise you which is not that easy to get and still even if, if an expert advises you they can be wrong right and it's gonna hurt more to have followed someone or someone's advice and be wrong than to have learned on your own and um, test some th things here and there and, and, and maybe lose a little bit but you you did it yourself um, so believe me, it's better when you lose it because of your own decisions than because somebody else advised you. <laughs> we have more patience when our own failures than when somebody else is the reason why we fail. We we get a little bit less patient with those situations. But yeah, so my first and foremost advice is learn from it. And if you don't have the interest to investigate, read, get involved, learn a little bit from it, then then you're not interested in investing and then it's it's such a shame because this is this this I, I would call this is a secret or this is why people with money are able to grow more money and people that are poor are never uh, able to get to making their money work for them the good thing of this that is changing through time because I'm all for equality and and having like a more <sighs> equal opportunities uh, I'm not only talking about gender and all those things I'm talking about um, socioeconomic classes which which is a big issue uh, for me as Mexican I see that uh, my country has a huge issue around that so I'm, I've always been very very interested in like how how do you drive equality and um, e equality and opportunities in education I think are the two main things and one of the great things is that uh, the more time passes by the more these investment and fund companies open their limits which is if you want to invest your money in the past you would have to have had like at least one million dollars or one million your currency and then just becomes un unaccessible for like the majority of, of the people right 
so that was just like the first big blocker and obvious and, and horrible and the more you the more time passes by and the more competitors are out there that you see Robin Hood Betterment and in each country there are so many um, companies financial companies um, growing and launching every year uh, because of this competition and because of this growth uh, you you can see how all these companies are lowering their limit of entry I don't know if that's a word or phrase but um, so now you can actually start investing in a fund with I don't know um, $500 or $1,000 instead of having to like to to wait until you have an amount that it's big enough so this company is caring enough for you to open an account for you and and like take care of your money which is invested in different funds so you get a return what a return is for those of you who don't have any idea is you have your money in a fund and this fund is divided in different companies that are actually working and bringing not bringing like creating value to society and to the world and that work is giving them some return and that return is paid to you so it's like you are a little bit owner of a little piece of Facebook. If you buy uh, some Facebook stocks, you are owner of a little bit, a little piece of Facebook company. So if they make money, you make money in, in your own range, right? Like you bought one dollar, then that's that's what you make. Or if you want to share that, that's what you make. Uh, if if they lose money, you lose money. That's just like the simplified version of investing in stocks. But the reality is that um, there is market behavior and that's driving, I would say, 50% of the whole uh, pricing and or 100% of the whole pricing. When you see the price of the Facebook or Google stocks or even Netflix, which is a very scary case, uh, scary because it's worth much more than it's actually making money now. But the point is that the market, which is all the investors in the world, are believe so much in this company that they're already buying at a higher price every day uh, so that increases the price like the more demand for for this stock the more the price increases that's that's how it works so even though you can have like a bad month like you can like report oh this 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 quarter we didn't make uh, that much growth as we promised or as we had uh, shared with everyone uh, the market can behave differently or the market can decide to the market I mean the investors can sell everything because they're scared or they can buy more because they see that opportunity so the price actually doesn't drop that much etc so one simplification is you buy a little piece of that company and depending on how the company does is how much you're gonna earn or lose that's that's how it is uh, but the other reality is that depending on how the market and the financial market works or how people feel this company is going to do well or, or bad in the future is how the price of this stock actually fluctuates through time. But <laughs> with that in mind, and a clear example of that is that Facebook, Facebook stock fluctuates so much like every week and it all depends on any governmental privacy issue it gets into like politics or not. So if one week goes well, great. The numbers are great. Growth is great. It keeps increasing. And if there's a, an issue and they have to declare uh, to the government or to police in the US, they actually, the, the, the stock price lowers very, very fast. And it's actually not because of the 
business performance of the company. It's more because of the PR situation they're going through that at that moment. So that's why I always find it a good opportunity to buy. Because I know when the PR goes by and, and passes by because of the good business results that company has, the stock price is going to increase. But that's just like a little bit of my overall explanation of how I see and perceive like buying stocks of different companies you like. But if you're new into investing, this is my non-expert recommendation. Step one, read, follow blogs, learn, follow the companies you like. If you're into tech, follow the companies that you feel uh, you enjoy using and and uh, you, you think they have a bright future. Follow those companies' numbers and learn from that. And then you're going to find like, oh, yeah, I'm convinced I want to buy stock. Number two... Before you actually buy stock from a company, unless in your work you're getting paid by stock, that, that's how I got into all this. I was working at Facebook and like half of my salary was, or more maybe, was paid in, in stock options and not stock options, action stock. But, um, and, and then I had to diversify, so I started buying from other companies uh, like Google and other companies at stock. That's how I got involved and interested because I was working at a company that was public. But if you're not, and you want to learn to invest, but you're very scared, um, you're very, very scared to lose money or to see every day you're up or your your account going down and going up a little bit and then going down again, first of all, start with funds. Like investment funds, what they do is they take care of you. They cost a little bit more, like most of them are going to charge you 1% of the amount you're putting in there a year. And the cost is because there's a lot of financial experts and the company and the resources being invested for you not to worry about. So most of these funds, you can choose if it's like on debt or not, or like you can choose the details on, on which fund you are investing your money. But if you start there, since the fund is invested in several, like hundreds or even thousands of different companies, it's diversified enough that the risk you that fund has is so low or almost unperceptible like it's it's not it's non-existent unless everything goes to hell at the same time and everywhere in the world that fund most likely is going to have at least the same amount of money you put in sometimes it can have a little bit less but most likely over time because of the compounding effect uh, you're gonna get more and more through time and funds from my perspective is thinking long term always but it's a great start because you 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 invest your money in a fund, you start investigating what f that fund is invested in, like the companies that they invest in and what percentage and stuff. And you you start follow on, like follow up on, on, on that information and you start learning. And funds tend to have a very small return. The return is for every $100 you put in every year, you're going to get $10. That would be a 10% return. If you get $5, instead of having 100 by the end of the year, you're going to have $105. That's because that fund is giving you 5% return, yearly return. All return is calculated yearly. But that's how it works. And that's how we talk about like putting your money to work for you without you actually moving a finger, which is you put your money there and it's it just it keeps increasing. And if it stays in the same fund and the same fund is telling you that it's giving you 5% return every year, you're going to be having the next year, you're not going to be having 105 or the return of 100. You're going to be having the return of 105. And that's the compounding effect. 
every year gets a little bit more and that more gets invested and, and, and it's working a little for, for you a little bit more. There are funds with higher risks um, in different index and stuff. So, so most likely if you invest in funds, you're going to get an, 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 an analyst or an agent, a financial agent that is going to be able to explain you or give you information through email or different types of communication. Most of these companies have, if you invest a little money, they are not going to have a full agent for you, but you will have access to ask questions and monthly or weekly reports and things like that, then you're going to be learning. If you have a little bit more money, they're going to have like more, much more like customer care or attention for you. And you get to actually have meetings with them and ask the questions and stuff. So if you've never invested in your whole life, I would recommend you start with a fund, uh, search online what is the best uh, financial fund to invest my money and you're going to get all the advertisement and just search by um, security and say search by how, like the one that gives you the highest return per year and it's the safest and has good reviews and then you start there <laughs> that would be my number one recommendation number two if you already invested in funds and you already feel comfortable start investing in a pool of five to ten companies that you are or 10 to 15 companies that you love if you're very into tech which i think most of my audience here is, is very techy <laughs> Um, I would choose tech tech companies, okay? Microsoft, or like uh, Apple, Microsoft, um, Facebook, Google, Tesla, or whatever you choose or you, you, you believe. For example, I don't believe Tesla is going to thrive. Don't kill me because of that, because I know most of you guys are very big fans of Elon Musk specifically and Tesla, but it fluctuates so much and um, yeah. So I actually sold, I, I had Tesla stock and I sold it in the latest peak. I don't know, it was like a year ago or less than a year ago. And I was very happy I sold. Uh, but um, but uh, Netflix and whatever companies that are tech, AMD, NVIDIA, uh, there are so many other companies. So you, you can diversify Alibaba you can buy it's also chinese so it's not only amazon you're not only investing in amazon but you're also investing in the chinese competitor so you like the key here is that you if you start with stock diversify and it's very funny that i'm giving this advice because i'm not following my own advice i've been like the reason why i've been losing overall i haven't lost but i the reason why i haven't been making more money in return is because i didn't diversify enough and instead of having it in 15 different companies, I had it in five <laughs> or in three and two and stuff. So I'm learning. <laughs> but since I feel like I'm learning every single day, which is one of the biggest investments you can make, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, <laughs> I am recommending this. If you're going to start with stock, diversify and choose five to 15 different companies that you are going to be able to follow up um, and like to have a normal like weekly, monthly follow up and buy those, those stocks. If you're not interested in following up and like seeing the price every month and stuff and you're like just thinking, I want to save this for long term and I don't want to look at it, just close your eyes. What I would do if I were you would that I did for some years actually was buy the stock of the companies that you trust that in 10 years are going to be thriving. Um, that, that's you, for you to choose. I don't know which companies. And then if you, if you really believe in those companies, they're going to be thriving in 10 years. You just buy and like, just close your eyes and your ears. 
This is not a financial recommendation. This is a psychological recommendation for you not to be stressed out every time there's a big bump down or up or you're celebrating because suddenly it, go, it went like 2x and the next month uh, it went like to half or less than half or to 20% its price. So just don't follow every day and maybe you check it on it every year and you learn from the graphs you take okay what happened last six months what happened last year what happened in the last five years and each of these companies that you trust and believe that in 10 years are going to do well just search google in, in google search like facebook stock 10 years how has it behaved okay and how does the future look for facebook oh is facebook invested in other like i don't know other companies or other efforts more than only social media or like media platform yes they're investing in this 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 other technology okay they're they're in their own way diversifying their investment great i think that's a safer option google is the most diversified they're investing in every single thing so you do your investigation and choose those 15 and just buy some stock and all of those and you're gonna be okay i think and 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 just close your eyes and wait for it and check it once a year <laughs> and that would be my recommendation for um, if you want to start investing in stock. Another thing, very important is, and the third one is like, if you're very interested in like buying cheap and selling <laughs> expensive, and you're going to have to spend at least one hour of your day every single day, like um, not only reading up during the day, but like every day checking the numbers and seeing what happened in the news on those companies and putting your sell offer and your buy offer and all those things. Um, and there is time investment there. Unless you're very passionate about it or very interested in it, it's going to consume so much time that sometimes it's not actually worth it. And that's why you pay a company and you put it in a fund because they have experts working on this 24-7, not only one hour a day, you know? And they're actually experts. They're not just someone who's interested in that. So that's why you do that. But um, if that's you're interested, just start spending on this one hour every day and jump in when the market opens and investigate and learn and how how the 15 companies that you've chosen how did they behave if you have bought before or after and just follow up on that but my overall rec recommendation is if you are very young and this was a recommendation that i got from a good friend of mine who was also working in facebook and very, was very invested in facebook uh, stocks um he told me the younger you are so this is imagine you have a graph <laughs> the, and this is a linear um, behavior the younger you are the higher risk you can take so if you're very young if you're in your 20s you can take half of your savings and put it in high risk because high risk means potential for a high return but in the case that high risk goes to hell and it's potential for a high return but also potential for high losses and you lose everything of your 50% then you have so many years of, like, of your life to recover from that. That's one. Two, most likely, you don't have big debt and expenses. You don't have a house, maybe. You don't have um, a family and children. Like You don't have this like big financial burden. Um, so you can actually take big risks. So I'm going to go back then. My first advice is find a way to be debt-free. Like, find a way to pay your school debt. Find a like, find a way to be, to be debt free as long as your your debt is uh your debt interest rate is higher than 
what a, a fund can give you as a return. So if you're interested in your if your interest rate in the debt that you have, whatever your debt is, it's a house, it's whatever, is lower, like the the debt I, you have is three percent, and the funds they give me, um, the fund they give me. Uh, 5% or 7% or 10%, then it's okay to have a debt because it's so low that you can have um, you can you can have all your money in a fund producing this 10% a year and you're actually only paying 3%. So you are actually gaining from not having uh, paid all that money and still have a debt for a long time. So that, that that's a specific case. But in case that's not the case, if you have credit card debt, believe me, it's going to be hundred times higher than what a fund can give you. So cover that as soon as possible. Most debts you have are going to be higher than what a fund, what a fund can give you. So just be, like find a way to be debt free. Once you're debt free and if you're very young, you can risk a lot of money uh, or you can have higher risk. And I would start with 50%, but like I'm very, very conservative. And I've been working since I can remember because I love to work and produce <laughs> well. Um, and even even at 18, thinking of risking my... I always joke about it. I always say, I have two pesos. <laughs> pesos because I'm Mexican. Uh, so I, I'm earning two pesos and I'm lady two pesos and everything is two pesos around my life. But So even if I only have two pesos <laughs> to risk... Uh, I wouldn't risk it. Like to be honest, I would feel like, whoa, no, this is my little money, and I made it with hard work, and I don't want to risk it. So I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. Uh, but it's a very broader and more like wiser perspective from an older person to say when you're young, you're able to risk more. That's why you go and jump and be an entrepreneur and you do like more risky stuff. You can risk more because it's easier for you to recover since you don't have a family to support. You don't have um. A big debt or or I don't know, big stuff that, that it's like a burden for you you can just go back to work and produce enough money to survive and to thrive and to grow and and the biggest investment you can make is in your in your own like knowledge and, and, and education and skills but um, so the younger you are the higher risk you can take since I'm very conservative and I've always been conservative I was when I started to do investments I am I'm very conservative but I'm also a crazy freak in saving. So I would save like 20% all my life, 20% minimum of my salary. I've never saved less than 20% of my salary ever 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 in my life. So even when I was earning 2 pesos and I had to pay rent and I had to pay the masters that I was studying and I had to pay transportation, it was it was just such a funny time in my life. <laughs> Uh, even then, I would save 20% of my two pesos before I would spend in everything else. So I didn't have money to do anything, <laughs> but even grocery shopping was tough. But um, but I was making sure that I would save 20%, and that was just something that made me feel comfortable and in peace. So it was more important for me to save than to spend money, to save that 20% than to spend money in fancy stuff or buying something fancy in the grocery shop or whatever. <laughs> So I've always saved 20%, but most, like, I don't know, right now I think half half of the time I've been working, I've been saving up to 30%. From that 30% that I've been saving since, again, my context is so well, um, so lucky in the terms. Since that I am 31, I am married, but I'm independent, so so my, my husband doesn't depend on me economically, and I don't depend on him economically. 
so it's very comfortable because I, I get to choose to. If I want to save 50% of my salary, I, I get to do it because I don't have any debt. And again, I don't have any debt, but I don't own any like properties. I don't have a home. <laughs> I don't have a house. I don't have real estate yet and uh, anything like that. So this is just my context. But I, I'm always saving. From that percentage, whatever you choose, but I would recommend at least 20% if you're young, from that, uh, from that percentage that you're saving, I uh, would always invest at least 20% of that to high risk. So 80% put it in a fund that you trust. That it's always going to give you a stable 6 to 10 or see, yeah, it's 6 to 10 yearly return. That's awesome. Um, 6 to 10% yearly return. That 80% of your savings, it's going to go to the like stable fund that it's going to just increase your money by compounding itself every year and you're not going to touch for years and years and it's great. But that 20% from this $100, just that those, those, those 20, you put it up in high risk. I mean, high risk can be cryptocurrencies. I made 3x. I made a super, super tiny investment back then, but I think it was 2017. <laughs> and I actually always uh, joke about this and tell my husband he's the reason why I didn't make more money. But I was like investing every time I would see um, the, the cryptocurrency, which was Ripple at the time, going down, I would just buy more and buy more. Ah, oh, it went up, I buy more. It's going to keep going up. <laughs> and suddenly it dropped. It, it started like going down very, very bad. I was like, okay, I'm losing that money. It's okay. I, I decided to hire, to go high risk. And it was not such a big amount of money that I would like be worried about. So I was willing to lose it all. And then, and then suddenly I, I forgot about it. And then I started receiving notifications and news that uh, Ripple specifically. I had bought Ripple. I had bought Litecoin. I had bought um, Bitcoin as well, but very little. Most of it was Ripple. And... I remember I bought, I don't know, I don't remember how, like, what was the amount, but I made in Ripple only, I made 10x, but it was such a small amount. But in overall, all the cryptocurrencies, by in six months, I made three, yeah, it was 3x. And I actually stopped buying because when it started going down, I kept buying. And my husband said, hey, wait, you're like, you're already way past, um, what you're willing to lose. And I was like, no, it's okay. I can, I can afford more. And he was like, no, but he's, he's an economist. He's very rational. I am the irrational one of the relationship. So I, I completely listened to his advice in that case. So he's like, Hey, wait, stop, stop putting money into cryptocurrencies. I think that's good enough. Um, and, uh, and chill on that. And that's okay. And it just went down and I was losing already. So I was like, I'm going to forget about it. Suddenly in December, it started going up so crazy. And I remember I was actually, we were actually in Norway. I was like, oh, this is going up. And I started selling and I sold three X like all around, like taking into account all the cryptocurrencies. I, so I made three X profitable, you know, 300%, like three times what I invested. If I invested hundred dollars, I made $300, um, in six months. And that's my high risk. And this is just a clear example and a, and a winning, right? I had other friends that I started later than like after I did and they sold before I sold. Um, and they invested like very, very little money, but they were so scared of losing. It's like, I cannot even lose. I don't want to even lose. There was one friend telling me, I don't even want to lose $200. $200, it feels terrible to just lose it. And uh, for me, it's like, oh, I'm not buying expensive gadgets. Um, 
I can't have four days and I was just spending a lot on it. But um, this friend of mine, I remember, he bought he bought like $200, $250. And then it started going down. He got so stressed, so, so stressed that he sold like the next month. And he had a loss of like 30% of that money. Just got lost because he sold when he was going down. And I just forgot about it and relaxed. And I didn't care if it was going to go to zero. I was just going to wait. And suddenly it went 3x. Specifically, Ripple went 10x. <laughs> so I sold on that pig and I was very lucky. But as I'm telling you, my friend was not lucky because he got stressed. But not only because you got stressed. It could have been that six months later I would have said, Oh no, it's, it's going to keep increasing. I'm going to keep my money there. And I've been a little bit more ambitious. I would have kept my money there. And suddenly it goes to zero. Because it went down like half. Um, I would have lost at least 30% there if I kept my money there. So I was just very, very lucky because I'm not knowledgeable and I was even less knowledgeable back then. Um, and this is the things that can happen, but that's that's what I mean with high risk. It can be cryptocurrencies. Right now, I wouldn't recommend you to get in there, but okay, it can be cryptocurrencies. It can be, uh, unless the cryptocurrency is backed by some company that's actually creating any value. It's just a cryptocurrency for being a cryptocurrency. I don't think it's worth anything in, anymore. But yeah, but but if you're a live trader that every day you're buying and selling, uh, cryptocurrencies are great because they have great gaps every single day in, in their prices. So my point is that this 20% of the amount you're saving every month, first you have to start by saving. Define a percentage that you're always going to save. And the moment you get your money, like if you get a um, salary, a monthly salary, that moment you separate that 20% and you put it into your investment account, your fund, your other account, whatever you want, but you just separate it. And then you start thinking, okay, I have to pay rent. I have to pay this. And that's it. Because if you wait until you have paid everything and then whatever it's left, you think that you're going to save, you're never going to have anything left. So the first thing you have to do is from your income, separate that 20% into investments. And then with that 20% that I'm talking about, uh, again, separate the 20% of the 20%. So imagine we're talking about $1,000. You get $1,000 in your, in your, in your monthly pay um, check. And from those, from that $1,000, you're going to get, you're, you're going to get 800 for your expenses. Yes. And 200 is going to go specifically for savings from that 200, you're going to get $40, $40 to high risk. Okay. That's a 20% of the 20%. So from your 1,200 immediately go for savings. And from that $200, you're going to get $40 that goes directly to something high risk. High risk can be, oh, I love Tesla. I don't care. It's losing a lot. I'm going to buy it. Or I love this company. Or like high risk can be just buying one stock or one, one company, a stock from one company. And then you just buy with that. Okay. And the rest goes directly to a fund that is long term and that is not going to be touched in a long time. And that's like, that would be my formula, how I would um, start if I had to start now. 20% of your salary goes for savings. 20% of, of that 20 of those savings goes for high risk, whether it's cryptocurrencies, whether it's um, there are some investments that are for real estate and you get to have a little part and you can, you can have it there. Like anything that is novel and new and, and fun and interesting, but you don't really trust it 100% that you want to participate, that is what you can invest, 20% of the 20%. <laughs> Um, and the other part goes to a long-term fund that it's going to start 
can continue creating money for you. And like, I think it's the simplest <laughs> advice I can give. I think it can apply for everyone. It's very healthy because it applies for everyone. It's in percentage, not in amount. And uh, no matter how much you earn, and I can tell you this, I've, I, I've, I've, I've earned so like so little, like I've started working at 16 and even at 16, that 20% applied and I've earned so, so much, much, much more. And I would still apply, even though my lifestyle changed and improved and increased, maybe I would increase my 20% to a 30% uh, savings, but it was not savings as it was more strategic investments and stuff. But, um, but it was because I was more knowledgeable. If you're not knowledgeable at all and you're not trusting any of this, save 20% and from that 20%, 20% goes to risk, high risk, which is stocks that you like or crypto or whatever. It's like a little bit risky and 80% of that 20% goes directly to savings uh, in a fund that is going to give you at least a 5 to 10% return every year. Just search for that and you're going to find it in your own country. You don't need to you don't need to like, oh, it's only in US or available for US. I, I can tell you, I am currently investing in companies because I, 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 I my nationality is Mexican, um, in Mexico, and they have companies. So believe me, you can find your own your, in your own country companies uh, that have these services of investment and fund investments. And even, even if you're from, I don't know, Africa, Mexico, Colombia, um, Australia, I don't know, from whatever you are in the world, you can invest in the famous companies that we all hear about, which are American companies, because it's the international market, so don't worry about that. But go that uh, 2080 rule that I'm telling you, and believe me, you're going to find peace of mind, <laughs> and you're going to see if you connect once a year and you realize, oh, I have this amount of savings, interesting, you're going to realize how comfortable and happy you're gonna feel and proud and then you're gonna get interested and maybe you learn more maybe not maybe you don't even care and you're not gonna be interested but you apply this 20 80 percent rule and you're going to be completely relaxed knowing that you have a big savings account and before you know it from like 10 years from now you're actually able to buy a big house of your dreams you had because you can give a bigger deposit etc so that would be my advice on how to start and i am focusing in very basic advice even from savings because most messages that I got from you guys was like you didn't even know how to start saving or what was that even like much less how to invest and, and what is the stock and like very very basic so I cannot go so deep right now into like explaining you every single detail but I think I gave an overall explanation and the key I, I would like to I think I should be sponsored by Google <laughs> but uh, not for you to invest in Google but more about my my always on recommendation is google it stop asking random people on instagram i get so many weird questions like how do i i don't know fix this thing and this thing is like i don't know and and for me to know how to fix that thing in your code it's going to take me the same time that it's going to take you to search for it on google or stack overflow or github or whatever you want and copy and paste to the solution like i cannot believe people ask me these questions or they ask me how, how do I invest? Google it. So I'm not saying, I'm, I'm answering this question very happily because I'm very interested in this subject and I'm not saying stop asking. I love when you do, <laughs> you ask questions, but my always on recommendation, I should have it as an automatic response in my DMs <laughs> is Google it. I gave some conferences uh, for um, 
girls uh, that wanted to study something related to tech and I remember my point my main point in the end was like yeah you can find a mentor you can find inspiration you can search here study this do that whatever but in the end what it's gonna give you everything you want it's gonna be google it any bug question moment you have google it you're gonna find the answer and that not only applies for tech that applies for everything we're now talking about financial recommendations and that's again Google it, search for it, get informed, like follow follow people and follow blogs that are talking about it, but they have some experience and they're actually following. Learn how to read a graph. Um, and that's going to give you like miles of knowledge that you cannot imagine how valuable it is going to be, not only for your own life, but like even for people around you. But yeah, the point is if you do this 2080 and you don't care about financial and you don't want to deep dive or anything, this is going to be very structured and it's going to Ha- give you a very safe way of living safe and comfortable and relaxing you're not going to be stressed and you're going to be more relaxed and adjust your lifestyle like i don't know where your lifestyle is but if you can if you can do an exercise of searching all your expenses and where can you cut down it's going to be healthy i don't even if you spend very little money just do that as an exercise, even if you don't apply it. You're going to realize that there's so many things that we're consuming every day and we don't notice that we can cut out of your li- out of our lives or get it in a like cheaper version. And, uh, and then we don't need to follow this huge need to increase our expensive, uh, expenses in a lifestyle. Um, as I've shared before, I have so many friends who who get a better job and I'm like coaching people to get better jobs and before they're getting that job with a better salary and they get like a 30% increase great awesome 20-30% increase they're already spending like before they're actually working there they're already spending to that amount that they're gonna get two months from now and it for me is just shocking like you increase your lifestyle faster than you increase your income that's just a formula for failure in my believe if you're very lucky you can succeed anyways but this is a good way for you to one learn learn to invest second to just have a peace of mind third to 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 have access to the tools that throughout the years and decades rich people have been able to increase their wealth <laughs> and i love this because when i joined the last company i worked at um uh the the director was very passionate about this word, which was democratize, democrat, democrat. I don't even know it in Spanish. Demo. Oh, I forgot the word. But democratizing, yeah, democratizing finances and investments in in the country, and that meant that it's available for everyone. That not only for the rich ones, that that is not only for the available for the millionaires to be able to put their millions to work for them. That it was actually available for like for anyone who had at least. Like, not, like who was able to save that 20% that I'm talking about, even if it's a minimum salary. For anyone who wanted to have a participation in the financial world, who, for everyone who wanted to learn to save and increase the value of their money and invest, anyone could start their account there. And that was like the whole mission of the company was great. And, and that makes me feel very, very passionate. That's why I actually joined when my plan was to launch my consulting way before, <laughs> way before that. But, um... But yeah, so that's why I'm so passionate about it and that's why I'm so grateful that it's 2019 and we get to live in this era because we have so many companies making it, like Robinhood's mission is the same one, uh, making it so easy for 
for everyone. It's not only for few anymore. It's for everyone to be able to invest and put their money to work. You know, it doesn't matter if it's ten dollars or if it's ten million or ten billion dollars. You can put your money to work, and that's how I would recommend to you to start. But again. I'm gonna close with my disclaimer, which is I'm not an expert. I don't know much. As I'm, as a friend of mine says, I live in a way that it's like I'm post post war way of living. I'm very excited about saving and investing money, and it just makes me happy actually. So this is just my perspective, my experience, and I am not a financial advisor. I'm an industrial engineer <laughs> and a marketing expert. So thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this answers most of your questions that I've been receiving through DMs. And if you have a friend who could benefit from this, uh, share this podcast and make sure you subscribe. And if you have the time and willingness and happiness to give a five-star review, I would really, really personally appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening and talk to you next week.